So, like I was saying, this is our first podcast. We're in the truck headed to Holcomb. Oh, God. It's my wife, Katie. Katie, say hello. Hello. And don't really have a plan for content, but I just figured we'd start someplace. Complaining about our lives? No, it's a podcast about real realtor business tools, machinery, um, remodeling. Everything that doesn't match or go together whatsoever. Exactly. Basically, this is just a creepy publication of our everyday lives. <laughs> exactly. Even in utter silence. Yes. Should I just be like documenting every single thing that we're doing? No. I mean, we're driving. I'm driving. I'm cleaning my glasses. Cars pulling out. <laughs> no, we're going to a house that Katie is listing right now, and we've done quite a bit of work on so far. It's been pretty fun working with you. We work together on some of our own projects at home, but it's different. It is different because we don't get along. <laughs> When it comes to our own decisions, but see things pretty clear for the whole, for other people, excuse me. Yeah, it's strange. It's strange how that works. Don't you think? Not really. Too close to home. What's too close to home? Making decisions for our own house. (laughs) Because it's our house too close to home. I'm saying that, like, it's a representation of everything else in our marriage and all of our problems and all of the things that we can't come together on. And so when you're working on a project together that's personal, not for others, but for yourselves, it's like everything comes out. That's true. And so one thing leads to another, and then you end up fighting about you know, actual relationship stuff or communication or emotions. It's really not about the paint color because I hate choosing paint color. I want to keep it simple. It's It's about listening to each other and caring and actually just having a discourse instead of being a a yes man. And, um, you know, the expression, well, it's the thing that I – forget where I read this or listened to this, but it was like, oh, it was my old trusty um, spiritual teacher, YouTube teacher, Teal Swan, who said that there's, there's a epidemic of people or people in relationships or just anybody choosing to say that's not my problem or that's your problem or just anything indicating that that anything taking away the responsibility for someone else's emotions from your own. And the point is, is that you can choose to care. You can choose to make, you can make the choice to, to take on someone else's um, emotions. That's a choice. If you want to do that, you can do that. It's not just like a, that's your problem situation. So if you want to make it your problem, 
you can make it your problem as in you can care and put in the effort and help the other person if you want to, you know? And so when it comes to, you know, relationships, it's like, that's a cop out. And I feel like if you love someone, you should care what they think and you should want to care what they think. And you should want to help them and do all these things. It's that, that old husband and wife battle of like, I want you to want to go, not just, I want you to go. Like, I want you to want to go, which is, has, has to do with that whole taking on someone else's problem thing. So the issue that I always have is taking on too much work, carrying the burden for everyone, not just the customers or clients that you serve, but your own family. And when your number one partner, which is your spouse, is, you know, twice removed from the emotional situation, it's like you're carrying an even larger burden and it's difficult. And so that's where when you start fighting over projects, that's where that comes from is that, you know, apathy. Yeah, I've definitely, I've definitely been apathetic in past projects just because wasn't in a emotional place in my mental health to be engaged. Like I didn't care to be engaged. I just wanted to get the work done. Didn't care about the colors or the trim or this or that. Uh, but now I think that's interesting because this is the first project we've been on where kind of healed from that kind of that uh, right. that past emotional well, trauma. You, you know, have, you have expressed apathy in this project when you become emotionally overwhelmed with the the customers' apathy, and so you're just like fuck it, and that's really not the point of being in customer service because if you're going to just remove yourself from the decisions and the situation and be a robot, then like, we're not going to be working well together. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Nothing has to change. Yeah. They're annoying as in it's hard to be working harder than, and for the people who want it, but they don't even want it themselves. And so it's difficult to carry that burden, but at the same time, this is the task that we took on and this is our job. And, and then, and I feel strongly that people aren't, not everybody's designed to take, to deal with things. And I am designed to deal with things. And so I'm happy to take that. Yeah. I'm, I'm working on just being a yes man. Like, no, yeah, I am. Being a yes man is not the opposite of being a no man. No, I mean like, hey, can we're gonna swap this out? I have a moment of like, uh, that's a lot of work. But in reality, I just wanna, I wanna do more things and experience more challenges in whatever project that we're working on. So if I say yes, I'm gonna figure out a way to do it. And where at the beginning I looked at it, I was like, God, this is gonna be way too much work. I don't really want to do it. Having a negative mindset, and so I'm just gonna say yes, and then we'll figure it out. Well. I li- I'd like it to be phrased differently because being a yes man is or yes person or whatever is someone who 
is always agreeable, which means that you can be railroaded. You can be walked all over and be pushed over and, and then people eventually take advantage of that. But if we call it my, what is it? My expression, which is yes policy. Oh yes. Policy. That's that's what it is. Different because my yes policy is my personal mindset that simply states that I'm not going to say no to things because I'm not going to turn away opportunity. Being a yes man or agreeable person is not an informed decision, but a following a yes policy is a conscious decision to never say no when people ask for things. Exactly. That's how Jimmy DeResta puts it is he has a yes policy. He does? Yeah. Man, he just says, I think he does. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening on the fits all podcast and, um, it's all fits all. Yeah. That's, uh, the podcast with Jimmy DeResta like and Andrew. All. Yeah. F I T Z A L L. Oh, okay. And he's got, you know, he always says yes. And even if he doesn't know what he's doing, you can try things three, four, five times until you figure it out. But does he say yes to things, to people just to shut them up? No, no. He says yes because he wants to have the business. He likes the challenge of it. And, you know, if even if it's something that he's never done, he wants, he's constantly, it puts him in a position to constantly learn new things. And that's... Well, what if someone, what if, what if someone is just putting him in a spot, I mean... What does he never ever feel like he's being taken advantage of? I don't know. I'll have to call and ask him. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, do, does he complain about unreasonable requests? I have no idea. There's I, a fine line. I think he, I mean, if listening to his podcast and, and watching his videos, I think he probably has a pretty good communication skills and to be able to talk to the client and the customer uh, about, you know, different possibilities and ways right, of doing I mean, it. But then he, he still, I think he still makes makes it how, he, yeah. how the customer wants it. Well, that's because that's what it comes down to, the policy, like the old customer's always right. I mean, in their minds, they want something done the way that they want it. And if they're not, if you're the professional and you're the expert in this genre, it's your task to to accomplish that but make it so that they are um, educated on what they're saying what they're asking for because if they're asking for something that's impossible or doesn't exist you can't just produce it out of nothing but you can accommodate it blah 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 in this way or that way so that could be true but it's up to you to determine that I agree. Or like direct that. I'll be right back. You can continue. I'll be back in five minutes. What am I going to talk about? Um, talk about what we're going to do today. Lots of silence. I don't know what we're going to do today. Um, when you're dealing with like obstacle after obstacle, getting when you have like a, an efficient mindset and you're 
when you're like working for efficiency and you're, you have a plan and then it rains all over your parade or someone chimes in and they want to change it or whatever. Doing this job is literally that like all you're doing is constantly adapting and adjusting constantly. And that's what I have been telling Aiden in the last few years. Aiden is my stepson, Scott's son. Um, in the last few years, um, about not demanding things be his way, but understanding that you have to always be adapting and adjusting like literally all day long. And it's not easy, but once, but again, the other thing I always say, I have a lot of things that I always say, but the other thing I always say is that nothing is easy until you do it. And then, and then it's easy, just like learning to drive or riding a bike or learning to draw or just anything that you were once not good at, you learn, you practice, and then now you're good at it. And then in five years, you look back and you're like, man, remember when I was freaking out about not knowing how to do this? Well, that's the whole thing with adjusting and adapting is you're never an expert until you are. So that's why when we started this project, two of the contractor bids that we had going through in the first place, you know, secretly told me on the side that this was an impossible project. And I'm just like, no, <laughs> this has to get done. And so you're looking at the mistakes that someone made because they're not the expert, but they're trying to learn and, and adapt and adjust in their own way, which is like specifically installing like the flooring at this house. You know, he did the best that he could and just couldn't really seal the deal. And it took someone with experience, which is Scott, to come in there, problem solve, use expertise and experience to finish the task by any means necessary, but also correctly. And in this case, we have to use a little bit of fasteners and things to hold things into place. But that's just an adjustment and an adaptation to the shoddy install in the first place. So, you know, you, there's, there's always fixers out there and people coming through to, um, correct, make corrections where someone fell short. And, um, I think that's what we've been tasked to do in, in general. And it's, and so with Aiden, we're always telling him to adjust and adapt because I want him to get into the mindset of, um, being, being a problem solver and not relying on everybody and not projecting onto other people like your problem or whatever. And it's really not that big of a deal. And then, and then you always have to keep perspective. Like people are dying in the world or people are on the streets or people are starving or whatever. And we're blessed to not have those particular problems, but that doesn't mean that our other problems are no less important to us. So it's just a matter of dealing with things and healing from your past and learning how to figure it out. So that's what we're doing today. It's continuing that task to fix these problems and it's working and it's just a matter of time. Yes. So I agree. That's the end. That's the end of our first podcast. It's only 10 minutes long. That's fine. That's fine with me too. Why not? Do what we want.
Well, thank you for listening. Is this a live recording? No. Oh, okay. I mean, it's we're live when we say it. Are you going to publish it? I think so. Oh, God. I don't know about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it. We'll see. Thanks for listening to us. <laughs> I guess, as my Uncle Dean says, more as it happens. I'll, we'll figure out our own catchphrase. Yeah, I don't love that one. I don't love it either. Okay. Bye.